The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Happy Friday. Thanks for joining us as we finish out the week together. Thank you for the wonderful privilege to be part of your day. And I commend you for being in a place where you're learning the Word of God and hearing from it. And I hope this will be an encouragement to you and a little bit of a bright spot in your day today. Uh, we are in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 as we walk through this book, verse by verse, section by section. And would you follow along with us? Uh, we finished in, or just dealt with verse 17 yesterday, and we talked about the change that God brings to us. Now today, we're going to jump into the commission that we have been given. We talked about the call of the church. We talked about the change that Jesus gives us. Now we're really looking at the commission. What is it that God has asked us to do with this new life that we have been given in verse 17? Verse number 18, the Bible says, all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So let's start right there. Obviously the first phrase is very accurate. We know it's to be true. All things are of God. Um, he is God. He's the creator. He's the owner. So all things come from him. Really, we're going to focus on this phrase. All things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. There's a lot there to understand. One, he's reconciled us to himself. What are we talking about? The Bible says, for by one man's sin... For all man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin to death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. When Adam sinned, he brought in the sin nature to humankind, all of us. And in doing that, all of us now sin. Because of our sin, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. We are, should be condemned to hell. If you don't come to Christ, you are condemned to hell because of your sin. And now people say, I'm not as bad as this person. The Bible says, for, all, uh, for none is righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. To get to heaven, you must be perfect. We can't be perfect. We have one sin makes us imperfect. So we have to recognize that our sin nature is really what condemns us to hell. So there is this gap, there's this chasm. In fact, you can see in the Old Testament where only the priest could come into the presence of God in the Holy of Holies. Everyone else could do sacrifice, you know, bring their sacrifices to him, but he was the only one in the presence. When Jesus died on the cross, one of the many things that happened was the veil in the temple was rent in two. The purpose of that was now anybody could come into the presence of God. There is no longer a need to go through a pastor or a priest or things of that nature. You can come right to the presence of God as a Christian by yourself. And that is what he says. There's only one mediator between God and man. That's the man, Christ Jesus. There was this chasm between us. When Jesus died on the cross, it is finished. One of the many things he did is he broke that struggle and he reconciled us due to sin we could not be in the presence of god god is jesus has reconciled us to god through his shed blood and through the death on the cross and in doing that he has brought us reconciliation he says that god has reconciled us through jesus and so that's what he's done through the cross we were split he reconciled us he did the work we didn't he did it through jesus christ then he says in the second half of the verse he has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, what he means by that is now that we have been reconciled to God, it is our job to be in the process of bringing others in reconciliation to God. Now, let me explain what that means. Finding those who have yet to come to Jesus, letting them know about the truth of Jesus and that you can come and have a relationship with him. Sin does not have to be your controller. You can enjoy that reconciliation and bring people to him. Tell people about Jesus in the gospel. That's really it, bringing people to Jesus, bringing the lost world. Jesus created them, sin has separated them from him. We are to bring them back to God, and that is the reconciliation. 
In verse 19, he says, To it, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, now imputing, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So he says that his desire through Christ was not to impute their, not, not to basically impute their trespasses unto them, because the wage of the sin is death. What they deserve, what we deserve as a result of our sin is hell. Remember, hell was created for the devil and his angels. Sin put us in that same boat, and that is where we are headed. Not because we're the worst sinner. We're headed there because we're, well, we're sinners. And, but if we come to Jesus, the wage of the sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the thing we got to hold on to there. That's what he's referencing, this gift. So he's given it so that he doesn't have to force the punishment. He's created reconciliation through Jesus, through the, the, the spotless lamb on the cross. And now he's given us the responsibility to go out. Then he, then he tells us kind of the office that he's given us in this commission. Verse 20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. So now he talks about the office and he references the idea of an ambassadorship. And that is such a, even today, culturally relevant term. So you have um, all kinds of embassies in our country from other countries. And the person who's there, who stays there, is an ambassador. We have embassies in different countries across the world, U.S. embassies, and we place an ambassador. There's a lot who work there. We place an ambassador there. They are God. They are America's represent, representative for them. They are our representative. They say it's the president's representative, but it's America's representative in that country. We know that in that country, that's sovereign U.S. soil, just like the embassies here in America, it's sovereign soil of the country it represents, the flag that is being flown there. You go on and do something on that country, it's an act of war. So there's, it's simply this. Here's the thing to remember about the ambassadorship. When we send somebody over to another country to become an ambassador, they are not citizens of that country. When someone is in in Japan as an as a, as a citizen, or um, uh, South Korea, or you know, or uh, Ukraine, or wh wherever it would be. These are the countries that hit my mind right now. But these other countries, if we have an embassy um, there, we are we, that person is not a citizen of those countries. They're a citizen of America, representing America in that country. That's the same thing, idea of the ambassadorship here in America, in, as a Christian ambassador. He goes, we really are no longer just citizens of this world. Now, we're unique because we have a dual citizenship. Um, my uncle was unique. He was um, born in Brazil. My, my grandparents were missionaries in Brazil, and several of my aunts and uncles were born in Brazil, but they were born to American parents. And so to this day, they enjoy a dual citizenship. They're citizens of Brazil, citizens of America. That's kind of where we are right now. We were born into this country, so we're citizens of this world, as country, but born in this world, citizens of this world. And then we get saved, so we're citizens of the, his kingdom. We have dual citizenship, but while we're here, he goes, you're really more of an ambassador. You have a new citizenship that's the important one. So you are God's represent representatives in this time, in this country to him. We're not just citizens anymore. It goes so much further than that. Uh, then he says in verse 21, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. This is, this is a great truth as we finish. He has made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin. So he went to the cross without any sin. So he, he bore, he took on that load of sin, our sin on the cross because of us. It was this punishment that he took. So he made him to endure all of those things on the cross. So he himself had never sinned. Why did he do this? That we 
might be made the righteousness of God in him, that we might be made imputed. It's simply the idea, we use the word imputed, but simply what it means is that we ourselves can never be righteous. We can never earn it because there's not enough good to do to outweigh the bad. There's just not enough. We think we underweight the bad when we say that. There's not. By the way, righteousness is not whether my good outweighs my bad. Righteousness is holy. Righteousness is perfection. And once we start sinning, we can't do that anymore. So that's the point of righteousness here. So since we can't earn it, through salvation, God gives it to us, but he gives us Jesus's righteousness. So when he looks upon us, he sees us as his children, and we've been washed in the blood of Christ. And he looks down on us and he sees Jesus' righteousness. That's how come we can be saints. That's how come he can see perfection. That's how come we can go to heaven. That is what he's referencing in this passage. He's given us that as the opportunity to that anybody can have this. This is not something you earn. This is something that is given by God by the work of Jesus Christ. That is what we're supposed to encourage other people with. By the way, that is an awesome truth because the fact is, if we had to be perfect, we all know we could not be. Aren't you glad that God is not demanding perfection? Aren't you glad that God is not saying that you have to do 10 good works for every one bad work? Uh, that would be almost impossible for us to do. Uh, aren't you just glad that God has said, I've given you this gift and here you go. Now, it's not just a simple thing. I mean, you do have to believe Jesus is God. You're willing to make him Lord of your life. Repent of your sin and turn to him. That's what the Bible tells us to do. And then we can have that salvation. And then we can be given that righteousness. It's a wonderful truth. And I hope it's one that has been true in your life. If not, we reach out here to us at the church. We'd love a chance to be able to speak to you and share, tell you what the Bible says about this. Not our opinion, what the Bible says about it. Thanks again for joining us on this Friday morning. Thanks for joining us throughout this week, giving us a chance to be part of your day. We hope it's a help. We hope it's an encouragement. Greatly appreciate the wonderful privilege you've given to me to be part of your day. We hope you have a great weekend and hope you join us again on Monday.